0: Hey guys and welcome back to the Natter scene podcast. I'm joined by my good friend Josh Bridgman, the other end of the line. And uh, Josh just mentioned that we actually did a podcast pretty much this time last year. So me and Josh are, are very consistent on these yearly podcasts and I'm pretty sure that this time next year we'll both be in a very similar position, I, I, I presume, I think. We'll soon learn after this podcast. And we'll probably be doing another podcast. Uh, about where we're at at that point and that will be pretty exciting to, to follow as well. So you can follow the chronicles of AJ and Josh following through very similar phases. So Josh, to to get things started, we don't need to introduce Josh. I'm pretty sure that everyone knows who Josh is, what his background is and what he's done so far. So we really don't need an intro. So let's just crack into where you're at right now, dude. So give people a little bit of an update as to where you're at in your off-season <coughs> How, how long you've been in the off season for where your body weight sat and, and just sort of how things are going from a training perspective at the moment
1: for sure for sure so first of all thanks for having me on of course um no worries. i started my massing phase yeah. um kind of straight out of my competition which was october mid-october last year sure um and i massed until like pretty solidly until april where yeah. unfortunately like i came down with appendicitis and i had to get my appendix out so it didn't go of, that
0: well initially though, did it? Like the, the initial sort of rebound out of the competition. Yeah, we have so done that initial rebound.
1: Um, I mean, those of you guys who know, you know, but the person I was with at the time um, yeah. kind of pushed things a little bit hard that are harder than yeah. I think should have been pushed. And I just... In sw- both ways. Like, yeah, like t- typical thing. Like, and, and the worst thing about it was... I, I was so on the money, and and I, I built this this season of of consistency, and I was yeah. ready to, to just transition straight away, and it kind of upset my stride a little bit. Sure. Uh, so it did, it did take me, it did take me. And for those of you guys who who do, quote unquote binge and do eat a lot of food and do eat in a heavy calorie surplus post competition, it did take me a while to kind of recalibrate. Yes. And get my body fat into a, a good fat point. Um. So a couple couple, couple months that took me. Um, but like strength and everything was was fine. Like like I was progressing. It was mainly just the look that I didn't have at the time. It yeah. was just kind of the, the. You got strong, fast. You got strong yeah, way yeah. faster than I did. Yeah, I took got really strong, really fast. Yeah. But I don't know. I just I just, you know that kind of body fat distribution just wasn't. It didn't didn't look right. It was very mid Yes, very right I know. Balanced, and and, yeah. and lean arms, lean legs. As you know, you had shredded legs for ages. Yeah, really old. It's probably still quite shredded, almost. Yeah. Um, and it's <laughs> kind of like. <laughs> Well, that's a good then. Uh, on. <laughs> um, so yeah, re, re kind of redistributed body fat, get in a very healthy place, mentally, physically. Kind of January, end of December, mm. pushed hard till kind of April. Then, unfortunately, got the appendix, um, where I was kind of out of the training that we, the kind of training that we do. Yeah, right, sure. I, was out of, I was out of that for probably about a month, five right. weeks. Okay. Um, so I kind of I tried to maintain as much as possible. Also, I had that initial week where I kind of couldn't really eat, I couldn't really do much. But I think I maintained fairly well. Yeah. yeah. Um, And then from there, so we're talking kind of end of April, beginning of uh, May, I enlisted the help of uh, Callum, Callum so I'm sure guys who listen to this podcast will know him. Um, Someone who I kind of looked up to for a while and kind of followed for a while. Yeah. yeah. All right, if I want to take it to the next step, maximize everything, looked at what he did um, and, and jumped on. And then since then, I've uh, been been like hitting every single note as you know how it, as you know how it goes. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. And feeling feeling very good on the beginning of August feeling the biggest, strongest, best version of myself. Yeah. Um and yeah, just just pushing up from here. Yeah, superb. And I think, you know, from the perspective
0: of coming from different coaching backgrounds, obviously I know your journey very well. You know, you coached yourself for a period of time, you followed that up with another coach and in in, in in the industry that we're in you know i think a lot of people that would that maybe think that the perspectives of the two coaches that you've currently had are fairly similar but i think from knowing a little bit more about both the way the coaches work i think they're actually the coaching services itself are, are quite drastically different between the two coaches so i'm not going to get you obviously to compare and contrast but i'm going to get you to definitely answer the question as to what what you feel so far that you you've really learned from Callum and and how do you think it's changed your perspective on on things especially within the off season as a natural bodybuilder
1: for sure for sure so um i've learned the importance of recovery more than anything right um, I, cool. I think that's probably the headliner yeah um i mean i remember kind of towards the end of my prep last year i wasn't even thinking about sleep i, I just i remember i was talking about um, how i was having trouble with sleep and, and i had no like bell ringing saying this is gonna actually affect what what's happening with your with your visuals there was no bell there there was no like there was no correlation between my sleep my recovery and and my physique didn't yeah. have that connection so one thing that i learned from actually following him beforehand yeah i feel like i almost got his his principles was the importance of sleep the importance of recovery and like recovering harder just as hard as you train you know actively sitting down actively you know supplementing right actively splitting your protein all this kind of stuff all the time, you know, and i I'm actually going for it and putting an effort into that recovery. So that's the biggest and most important thing. Um, and then just getting meticulous and being anal with everything, you know, um, big on blood glucose, HRV. I was new to those things, monitoring my sleep um, and every single thing that goes along with it, every single variable. But I would say pretty much every variable that we can think of is being looked at in some manner. Yeah, um, and that's something that I think was was missing a little bit um, in previous coaching relationships and and my own coaching relationship with myself. I wasn't I wasn't focusing on these things. Yeah, sure. So yeah, that's the biggest thing for sure.
0: And would you say from from your perspective as an athlete, obviously you've learned a lot that you can apply to yourself, but would you say that working with Callum, you've also potentially learned a lot that you can apply to your own coaching services and the way that you work with clients? Because yeah. obviously, I think from what I know about the two coaches, especially that. The way that they coach, in terms mm. of the feedback response, the general coach-client experience is, is kind of quite different, and not to say that one is better than the other, because I have a lot of people that work with your first coach, and I know them, and I know that what the the process in which they check in with with him is is actually what they need. Um, yeah. they they need that sort of very quick response and very basic. And they don't need much else. Um, but do you think that you know you've opened up your eyes to potentially offering a greater service to the people that you coach?
1: Yeah, massively, massively. Because obviously, being on the end of, of both styles of coaching, like I know which one I prefer, and I know which one I would like to offer to people if they want it. If they want it, because obviously, you know, not everyone does want that. Like you said, of course. Uh, so, I think it opens my eyes to a bit more flexibility with how I deal with clients. You know, some will need more care, some yeah. will need more conversation, more face to face contact time, and others are just going to get their head down and get it done. Yeah. Um, so, it's, def- it's definitely, definitely give me some, some value in terms of um, putting it onto my own clients as well. Sure, absolutely. And with things like
0: uh, HRV and blood glucose, like, do you find, because I've found this with clients and myself, I think. A lot of what they tell me is stuff that I already kind of could diagnose myself if I wasn't taking the reading. So for example, if I was going through a, a really hard bout of training, I was getting overreached, I knew, I, I, I'd I feel that and I'd know my HIV would be shit, so there's almost no point in me taking it because I know it's going to be crap. Um, yeah. Same if my sleep's crap, I know my HIV and my blood glucose might be affected. Um, how uh, how are you applying this to your clients? Like, do you, do you get clients to use HIV or blood glucose or do you still get them to sort of give their own feedback that they're working out themselves before using the tools?
1: Yeah, so exactly what you just said then. So one thing that I've learned since taking these readings is trying to draw um correlations between this reading that reading and this reading and how i'm actually feeling yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and like you said it it will get to the point and that is my goal is to not have to do any of this stuff because mm-hmm. i know because i can feel it i know when i'm run down i know when i've pushed extremely hard um and it's, and it's about kind of getting my clients to understand their own body because i'm not going to know their body as well as they are i'm not going to feel what they feel so i can only take what the feedback is but the best thing that I'm trying to do is just trying to get them to understand the feedback. And then if if, if maybe the, the understanding isn't there, I can bring in one one thing like the elite uh, HRV. Um, and then we know, oh, I'm feeling a little bit rubbish this week. Oh, is it? Okay, let's just take the HRV this week, every day this week, um, which days are upset. And you can kind of draw correlations between your own feedback and what the feedback of the external tools is giving. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I do
0: agree with that, man.
1: Um, I think a lot of the
0: tools a lot of the tools we have at our disposal are tools that we kind of could diagnose a little bit ourselves. Um, yeah. And, you know, that that's that's kind of the use of the tool, I think, is it just allows you to get that, that biofeedback going yourself um, yeah. internally, which works really, really well for when you don't have those tools. So when it when it comes to training, let's talk a little bit about training. So I, I followed your training for a while. Um, I know that You've always been a guy that's pretty damn strong. You've always been a guy that's that's fairly much focused on, on the basics. You haven't done too much fluff over your training career. And obviously working with, with Callum, there's a lot of new things that you're doing and a lot of interesting things. And a lot of people are catching on to this. You know, Even, even myself, through following Callum, I've started trying a lot of things that I haven't previously done in the past and, as well. and and certainly seen the benefit of doing so so what would you say from a training perspective has has changed the most and how do you think that that's going to replicate itself in in the physique that you show next year
1: um i think things that have changed for sure like how much i'm criticizing my form is gone well how much can i criticize my form <laughs> is, is high you know and yeah. and i i feel the difference already i do feel the difference like i feel thicker stronger better it's more stable than anything yeah um it's super it's so fucking easy as you know to chase numbers it's so easy to just want that pb so fucking bad yeah. that you just yeah. let that form slip a little bit, sure. even if it's 10%, even if it's 20%. And it's just that that brain, it's a muscle recruitment of saying, do not let that go. Do not let that go every single time. Yeah. Um, and then a little bit about exercise, exercise selection. Um, so more, I'm always taking feedback of what exercises work for me. Not everything does. Yes. Um, a little bit more band work, strength profiles, kind of optimizing the pec a little bit more. Um, and generally, actually worrying about like not worrying but thinking about loading my spine and, and not loading and, and versus not loading i wasn't really considering that before i didn't right. even it didn't even come into my head before that sure um but now it makes sense you know now it makes sense um the way that things are set up um and generally just optimizing frequency volume things that things that i've always known um but in terms of training selection exercise selection just slightly slightly different things and, and i'm reaping the benefits for sure <laughs> Um, but that's not to say that things didn't work before because things 100% worked before and I know that I could go back to what I was doing before in another, you know, what, a year ago, two years ago and I know that would work again because of the way I'd, I'd apply it Yeah. Um, but I do think the change has, has definitely um, encouraged some more growth
0: Yeah, understood and one of the questions that we actually got through Instagram was uh, why and, and what was the sort of the rationale and behind, leaving behind the barbell back squat uh, I've not seen you back squat for a while. I fucking loved watching you back squat. We back squatted together, and uh, I was actually stronger than you at the time, and you surpassed my strength. I told you you would, and you surpassed my strength pretty quick. Now yeah. the back squat is gone. So what's what's? what's I'm so honestly
1: gutted up? about it. I'm honestly <laughs> gutted about it because I just I was loving. It. I've always wanted to squat 200. I finally did it, and then it was like it just got taken away from me, and I just like, you <laughs> bastard. <laughs> Um so I think the rationale is um from what I can um I haven't asked that question directly or anything. I just kinda of got my program, got on with it, gave feedback and we kind of adjusted it as we went. Um but I think the rationale is because I'm trying to split quads and hamstrings um as much as possible. So I'm trying to optimize or I'm trying to take exercises that are gonna optimize the quad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for example, like a heel like a heel elevated uh like hack squat or something where i can concentrate on pushing my knees forward and not worrying about where my spine's going and flexing at the hips yeah 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 i can, I can optimize the, the quad more uh, looking at the pattern of the squat it's just it's just everything you know it's it's, it's glute hands, quads it's 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 a good squat it's going to recruit everything um, yeah yeah, yeah. And I think he just wants to prioritise one more than ever.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I don't see many of his clients back squatting. And yeah. I think you're very correct in the rationale that I think he would say that it's down to the fact that maybe the barbell squat isn't the best mo- move for hypertrophy of the quads think you know having myself like you, you probably followed myself as well i've been on and off back squatting this year like yeah, i really it. really haven't invested as much in the back squat as i have in recent years um like i think my last off season i was doing a lot of low bar like a, a hell a low bar i got i got really strong at low bar but i think the issue with that is you get very just a very efficient at squatting and yeah. once you get efficient at squatting you've got to question yourself as to whether it's a move to target the quads or whether it's a move just to tax your CNS, because <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. fucking hard. I remember being like really broken after squat sessions. I um, remember in our session, you went from like low volume to like squatting, deadlifting,
1: hacking, oh, okay. hip thrusting. <laughs> you could barely walk that out. I was like shaking from the inside. <laughs> I've never experienced that. I've been doing that low. I've been doing that with low volume for about ten months straight. <laughs> Nothing had changed. and I thought, oh, I'll just do a different <laughs> session today. Oh that's my horrible. god! <laughs>
0: yeah, that was a good session. Um. So yeah. So that's training. Obviously, a lot of people will understand the processes behind that, and I think I, I honestly do, phys- do think your physique. Well, it's already like noticeable in the changes that you've made, and I think coming down next year, you'll you'll certainly see. The difference. I think next year is is the plan. Next year to work with Callum as well throughout prep, most likely.
1: Yeah. yeah, I'm just gonna keep yeah. going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we can do a full a full transition. I think I think if you if you give any coach a chance, you need to have a full spectrum of off, like on. Yeah, yeah, off on because otherwise, what's the point? You know, like yeah, yeah. They need they need to learn your body. You need, it's all a process. So yeah,
0: yeah. Agreed. That would be awesome. Yeah, I think I think also the the. I think you maybe gave away quite a lot of tissue in your last prep. Yeah. Um, I remember when when you started, uh, we were voicing concerns between each other about the length and yeah. about how much you had to lo- lose in that time period. So I think yeah. you know this time round, maybe even just start be- starting off in a better position, giving it a little bit more time, and you'll that change will look like you've put on way more muscle in a year than you actually have, because I think you'll just retain a lot more muscle. Um, which is my goal as well. I don't really want to do another 45-week prep. Yeah.
1: Towards the end, it's just...
0: Yeah, I mean, this is the argument, man. Like, this is... Because, obviously, you did a short a short prep, but also lost quite a lot. And yeah. I did a long prep, but also lost quite a lot. I think the issue with both of us is we lost too much in one big hit. Yeah, I, I agree. Think, you know, splitting up the, the loss would be a better approach. Like, almost do a, a little diet before you even start the prep hold and maintain and then start from a good position um yeah. i think one of the the uh, good examples of that most recently you may follow him Cameron and thomas he um he did like a pretty long maintenance phase and then he dropped the hammer and when he dropped the hammer like he's come in so fast because yeah. he's just started from a very good place yeah. both with food physique everything so i think that goes to show so on the topic of food with callum I know he's very, very in tune with optimizing the way that you eat throughout the day. So I know you've discussed this quite often on your okay. YouTube and you've done four days of eating, etc. But um, what would you say is the, the main thing that you've taken away that potentially haven't already discussed in terms of food? And, and wh- whether it's even you know things like controlling information or the way in which you eat throughout the day, what would you say is the main thing that you're, you're sort of taken home at the moment from food?
1: um i think just food choice um yeah. like kind of what what suits you better like what can i put away because when it gets to these upper echelons of of a bulk like it's about putting the food away first and foremost and if you can't put the food away because you don't have like the food choice you're not going to get the put, put the food away it's got to be super palatable um and, and I, I, to be honest every single thing that i pick is just within thoughts to gut health mm. um, and just the thinking like i don't want a stomach ache i don't want to be bloated I don't want to feel like shit the next morning. Like I, every, everything has to be like clockwork, so I can get the food in at all, all times. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of just controlling, like my gluten, my lactose, um, any kind of like trigger foods. Um, something that I was never doing before. I was just eating and not even thinking about why I had a bad stomach. I, you know, it was just pretty much clueless things. But um, yeah, and, ju- and just um, picking things with, with digestion in 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 consideration and. Yeah, like like since I've been doing that I, I've really had zero problems this off season with with gut health versus yeah. last season when I had a, a, an array of, of problems. Are you more uh,
0: consistent than last off season in terms of food and you know, were you th- maybe last off season did you, were you having more meals where you would think ah, I'll just estimate this or I'll go out and eat this or whatever because I I know that you were pretty damn consistent last off season too
1: because you only had a yeah. short window. Yeah, I don't think like in terms of I still I'm still pretty pretty much I'm still always getting the food and I'm still always getting the macros hit. I just think food choices just weren't weren't smart. They just they just weren't. I wasn't really thinking about things when I was doing it really. Sure,
0: sure, absolutely. So in terms of next year, I know your plans are are to compete, and I think a lot of people want to know where where you're going to compete and what show (laughs) you're going to do and what class. I know that all of this is up in the air at the moment, but where do you think you're headed? Do you think you want to step on stage as a as a bodybuilder, and you want to step on stage in trunks versus
1: uh, the yeah.
0: uh, board shorts. Like, what's yeah. what's the deal? What's the deal with that at the moment? <laughs> it's
1: difficult. It's very difficult. Um, I did say it would matter on how much size I can put on and and all this kind of thing. I did want to do classic, but obviously they don't have a classic natural bodybuilding one, which is kind of what I'd want to do. Um, sure, sure, yeah. Because it's, uh, it's, it's it's really difficult to hang with those big boys who are, who, are, who are using PEDs. It's really difficult unless you're all kind of premium 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 genetics it's very difficult to hang with them you know um especially on a bodybuilding stage like it's hard enough on a men's physique stage let alone having to step up oh true yeah bodybuilding stage to kind of hang with them um so yeah i'm thinking in my head right now i'm thinking i want to try natural physique i want to try natural bodybuilding and i might throw a classic one in there as well yeah And i think Uh, why not just why not do both
0: what drives you the most josh out of the three like what is is physique still something that you have a lot of passion about
1: and uh, yeah to I, mean, I just love the look of those guys I love the look of those guys I just love the look of the, like the kind of the, just the flow mm. um, versus the bodybuilders like it's just it's just the way my brain works like I'm not a big fan of like the bodybuilding posing and, okay. and it's quite um, I don't know I don't know Just the, it's just one of those things that doesn't doesn't go with me but I know what you mean but then also I just want to get absolutely skin shredded and i want to get my glutes out as well so yes you know it's, it's like oh. but i might fall in love with it like, i've never posed like a bodybuilder i've never like i've been trying to throw up poses for callum and, and they're just like they feel so awkward i don't know my angles um so i do think like once i kind of bring some body fat down do find the angles do find out how to pose and and, and, and how to like express myself i think i think i'm gonna fall in love with it i really do because. Yeah. That's what I love is, is how I can come out onto the stage. I can just do my little side poses. It's, I know they're super easy out of men's physique, but yes. I'm so comfortable with it. Um, so it's probably the fear of being uncomfortable on a bodybuilding stage. But that's kind of why I, want, why I want to do it so bad because I think it would be a big, big, like, kind of barrier broken down for me. Together. Yeah, I think
0: once you, once you find the flow, dude, I think you'll love the posing because That's the pose awesome. the poses that you can hit as a bodybuilder, you, you get a lot more diversity in terms of the shots you can hit, you know, right. and the the whole things you're talking about in terms of flow, shape, symmetry, proportion, like, you know, you can almost take you know your fat the, the fact that there isn't a classic physique, natural class, and just go into a natural bodybuilding show and just pose very classically, and you'll get really marked high from a symmetry proportions perspective. Which they're always part of the they're always part of the judging criteria um and it would be interesting to see what your stage weight would be as well. I think you know we were talking about it, I think on Instagram about where you'd fall. I think you'd probably be a heavy, which would yeah. be interesting you, you yeah you'd most likely be a heavy, you'd be above I think you'd be above eighty kilos on stage, wouldn't you really yeah, I mean kilos. I was you're not going to lose twenty
1: kilos really no, not again yeah. <laughs> I mean when I was primed ready. And full, I was like eighty five, eighty six on stage, and I definitely yeah. need to be leaner than that if I'm going to get my glutes in. Yeah. In, I don't You're know. You're not going to
0: get fi- I don't think you'll get five kilos off where you were last year. Well, no. I
1: don't. <laughs> want to, I don't. do even want to try. No,
0: man, that would be ridiculous. I'm not. i, don't look, I don't
1: look, consider about a muscle so
0: Yes. Yes. Of course. Yeah. So that would be very interesting to follow, and uh, I don't know potentially we'll we'll do a, a similar show at some point if I just, if I do prep next year. That would be yeah. awesome obviously will be and I'll be at the, the the skinny boy category and you'll be in the heavy boy category but um, oh, I'm there's no way the... there's no reason why we can't meet in an overall or something <laughs> yes. um, it's cool so that's that's pretty much all the questions I wanted to ask you I'll bring up the questions that we got on Instagram and we'll just we'll just scroll through a few of these for about five ten minutes or so so right let's pick some ones that are Maybe a little bit better than the others. Because some of them are just quite repetitive questions that you've already answered. So, let's go for... Do, 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 do. Uh, how, let's, let's go for a simple one. First. How much how much weight do you actually try and gain like per, per week in your off-season phases at the moment? Are you really going by week at the moment or are you going by the look like how do you work things out in terms of yes
1: everything everything is kind of look and feel at the moment um i'm not too worried about the weight as long as kind of i'm not um seeing any kind of um like extra fatty deposits this week is there any like holding points any sticking points for body fat um I, i kind of just push up body weight alongside strength and everything while monitoring body fat if If body fat seems to be creeping up a little bit too much one week i'm gonna hold where i am if it's if everything's looking good i'm feeling good i'm I'm gonna push it's not really a weight i think people get caught up in a weight too much like i've had so many messages i need to get to 80 kilos this off season for this like well you don't know how you're gonna look at 80 kilos yet so like you know like creep up there gradually and then maybe you're gonna find your look somewhere in between that don't don't set yourself a weight because it doesn't you know, it doesn't always translate, it doesn't always translate, yeah. and you can, and you and if you, if you set a weight, you could just be find yourself eating and eating to get that weight, and you're going to have too much body fat, just because you want to get that weight, you know, it's, yes. you, it's a balance you've got to find.
0: Yeah, and the amount of muscle that you'll gain in that period of time, you'll you'll probably lose those extra all that extra pound of muscle that you yeah. gained, you'll lose it when you have to diet down really aggressively to get all the fat that you gained off, so it's just a it's a catch 22 really. Um, but I think, you know, the way that you're doing things at the moment, it's pretty damn good. Um, how much CBD would you recommend for a new user to vape per day?
1: Do you have uh, a number so be- on that? Uh, so I haven't tried vaping, but I would start with something like 10 milligrams, um, and then just slowly work up depending how you feel and symptom relief or anything like that.
0: Sure. Okay. um, at what stage do you expect or do you think you'd make a transition to assisted bodybuilding if you were going to do that
1: oh so oh man i've been talking about this with my mum when i was in venice you know she was probing me about it
0: <laughs>
1: and you wouldn't believe it she said i should do it she said i should oh, wow. i should, I should Fucking yeah I,
0: hell. She, i'm surprised
1: i know I, I was surprised as well but she yeah. said you don't you don't want to be like i've asked this question to myself thousands and thousands and thousands of times you know yeah some people are different you know i don't know i don't know how you think about it but i feel like you're someone who's just like no i'm not gonna do it i'm gonna i, I like what, I, I love what i'm doing yeah. exactly yeah so yeah I, i'm i'm the guy who's got that like, question in his head all the time and eh. i'm just oh my god so i was talking to that and she said like you can't look back and say and say you've not tried it so yeah I, i'm thinking i'm definitely gonna do this next season natural um competitive okay. season i'm gonna see the difference like if the difference is like. That's pretty decent. Like, I'm gonna do that again, and I'm gonna keep doing that until I'm like, ah, you know what? This, this is shit. <laughs> yeah, this, this is too not for my liking. Because I even feel like my transition, my 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 stage look from last year versus the year before was like was pretty pretty considerable. Just for for my own, yeah, personal. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty considerable. So like, I had no reason to say, okay, I need I need to take drugs now because I was like three four kilos heavier. Um, so I'm going to do the same thing again, and I've had two years off this time, so it should be more considerable. So yeah, I'm going to, I still need to give it. It's a question that I'm always asking myself, but I'm not 100% yet. Yeah, yeah, I think I,
0: you know, I think what you said about my opinions is very true. Uh, I I I really don't see it happening. It's not something that has come into my head. I do see people that are that do hop across and make some considerable progress, um, and that. I think from a physique perspective Josh my 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 want for it doesn't exist in the physique department. I don't I don't look up to I look up to more natural bodybuilders in terms yeah. of physique than I look up to it assisted. But you're you know you're like me we fucking love moving weight in the gym yeah. and i'd be very intrigued to know how strong i could get on a
1: deadlift <laughs> or something like that just That's what I think. with some extra bump. <laughs> and sometimes i think like the amount of progress that me and you get is is like ridiculous because not not everyone is doing this kind of progress because they're not maximizing away. Like they're doing, and i just think stick a little jab in you what's gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, man,
0: we'd uh, fucking need new hack squats, I think. Like, with Yeah, literally would have plates there. <laughs>
1: That's why I think I see these big juiced up bodybuilders, and I think, why have you got no more plates on there? Like you should be doubling that.
0: Yeah. Tell me about it. Tell me about <laughs> it. And I think someone uh, I think actually Cameron who we were talking about earlier brought up a topic of the fact that some most assist most natural bodybuilders train and outside of the gym work harder on their nutrition and most assisted Mm. and whilst there are like loads of very very hardworking assisted bodybuilders i do agree that because we know that our tools are food training Mm. sleep we fucking like we fucking nail it when we really want to nail it um you have to because you just don't have the like you said the the little jab (laughs) (laughs) um so we answered the barbell squat question uh what would you say are the main benefits of CBD in terms of what you've experienced or or what is generally displayed in the studies, et cetera? What would you say are the main benefits?
1: Um, so it's sort of like anti-inflammatory. Um, I kind of take it after my, like, I take heavier doses after my, like, heavy days, and I do feel like a little bit of a alleviation effect. Sure. Um uh, it's annoying. It's annoying that this whole CBD trend has come because everyone's like, "Oh, I need to get it. I need to get it. It's going to yeah. change my game." It's not going to change your game if you're not if everything else isn't in place. So make sure everything else is in place, um, and then maybe use it as an additive. So then you can notice the difference. Um, it's not like a miracle. It's not like a. It's not like a new miracle that everyone's like CBD's been around for ten, fifteen, twenty years. Yeah, Even using it, it's not a miracle. Just you know, use it as a supplement. As that, it's a supplement to your diet, um, to your training, to your recovery. So. Um, yeah just like anti-inflammatory and super calm at night good sleep as well okay cool and can you give
0: one tip to someone who's pushing their body weight up for the first time
1: um don't get too fat (laughs) because <laughs> uh, it's, it's it's super easy to chase numbers um like we've been saying in this podcast like it's, it's so easy to just keep pushing keep pushing keep pushing and then if it goes too far you just got to come back down and, and it could be a little bit of a waste of time like you said you could be losing those extra pound two pounds of, of body weight that you've gained yeah um but someone's pushing their body weight at first just focus on the fundamentals focus on the fundamentals yeah i think being honest with yourself is pretty
0: key in that phase like actually taking pictures because in previous off seasons, I've just like thought, ah, the muscles got to be coming on. That's just That's, you know, yeah. training big hoodies and just crack on. And I never took progress photos, but this off season, I've been pretty adamant in terms of taking some photos. Both in, I like for my own sanity to take some in really good lighting, and yeah. I like also to take some in very natural lighting, which I very rarely put up because I fucking hate them. Oh, it too. is. Yeah, no man, I, I just hate them, but it is what it is and i think the ones the ones that i take in the honest lighting i i use as my gauge for body fat because you're only as you know you're only as lean as your your fattest body part when you diet down so you've got to keep an eye on your areas where you're going to store more and if those areas are getting too soft you've you've got to either pull back or or maintain and i think for us I, i i know that we both love dieting process we both love prep i think it's it's easy for us to, in an off-season, if we didn't have someone sort of saying, keep going. It's easy for us to say, ah, I'll just pull back or I'll just maintain yeah. or something like that. But we, we know the importance of of pushing up. But I think, you know, for someone doing it the first time, just stay accountable to either yeah. yourself or someone else. Yeah, um, cool. I think we'll pretty much pretty much leave that there. The other questions are pretty much things that I've, I'm, I'm sure I've heard you talk about before. So... Yeah, mate. Thank you very much for having a chat with me. It's been great as usual. Um, I'm sure we'll get in a session at some point in the near future. Uh, where are you located at the moment, man? I'm You're in Bits- Gloucestershire. Gloucestershire. Okay. How far is that? Um, how far is that from Birmingham? Because I'm moving up there soon. How are you? Yeah, uh, that's, that's
1: 50 minutes for me. Easy. Oh,
0: fuck. Strong. Okay, cool. Well, we're we'll definitely getting some sessions I'll, at some I'll
1: point and Maybe my return, now, I've missed it too much.
0: Yes, definitely, man. You'll have a reason to come. So, we'll definitely get in, because a few people asked when we're training again. <laughs> so, we'll definitely get in some sessions soon, and I'm sure we'll film them. And next year, if we're both prepping as well, that'll be that'll be wicked to get a few in, because um, yes. I'm sure that we'll both, we both have that similar passion for for it when we're prepping and I'm sure that, the, that really? some of those sessions will be uh tear jerking worthy.
1: <laughs> I think about, I think about it daily like go back on that prep. I I think about it every day. I yes. love it.
0: Yes mate. Uh, I know what you mean. There's something very special about it. It makes pretty much every other aspect of your life respond in a pretty good way. Yeah. Um cuz you get to pour That's so true. much into it and it just really yeah, really really really, really does make a difference. Cool dude. So yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, as usual, uh, I'll leave any of Josh's bits below. Um, have you got spaces for, for coaching at the moment? If people are interested.
1: Yep. Yeah. Cool. A few cool. spaces.
0: Wicked, wicked. So yeah, if anyone's interested in obviously Josh's services and I think the fact that he's working with Callum and has displayed, you know, that he's learned a lot from, from working with other people and actually the fact that he's worked with multiple coaches is something that you should really look up to. Um, I think, I think that's one of the things that maybe I wished I'd done more when I was younger is work with a few different people Um, because, yeah, the amount that you learn and obviously can pass on to your clients is great. So, yeah, hit Josh up if you're interested in coaching and stay tuned for the next episode. And thanks again, Josh. We'll chat soon. Cheers. Cheers, guys, in a bit.